Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikatoni, it is our prayer that you will filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. For now, don't close the door. Okay, that's not where I'm going. I'm coming. Yeah, it's still a certain rich man. That's why I started. Verse 19, please. Verse 19. Chapter 16. And verse 19. Chapter 16 and verse 19. Are you there? Yeah. To look out for your neighbor. The Bible says, to look out for your neighbor. If, if you're opening your Bible, then, help them. To, some people just need help to actually receive something from God. Stand there. for others. Alright. There was a man coated in purple Lazarus phenomenon. Mm. The other Lazarus phenomenon was the Lazarus in John. Lazarus phenomenon is another Lazarus. Huh? It was close. Stop. We're going to analyze the scriptures. Okay, let's go to the point here. And there was a certain beggar. So there were two certain people. first was who? And the second was who? Who? Lazarus. And the Bible
being destructive. It's not recording. Hello? But I think it is. I can see it recording with my own eyeballs. Yeah, praise God. It's the same thing. Exactly the same. Okay. So, some of you might also be wondering why this and there is no speaker. It's for recording, huh? Now, so this guy was very rich. That's the first thing we have to see, right? He was very, very rich. You know, one of the people we can think of somebody whom in those days you would, dis- you would be able to describe as someone wearing purple and fine linen. There's a difference between linen and fine linen. There, there was the, when the Bible describes things, when Jesus describes things, he's trying to tell you, make a point. Can you explain somebody, can you name somebody who in any part of the world may be described as somebody wearing purple and fine linen? Who would that name one person? Dangote. Who can name someone else? Oh, yeah. Pardon? Queen Elizabeth. Who can name anyone else? Some two more hands. Yes, please. You can sit down, please. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Yes, please. The Bill Gates. I mean, you can't mention me. <coughs> you can't mention my name. You can't. These are great people. With great vast, they are great because of money. Alright? And that's what this guy was. He had everything you could ever imagine. And for him to be dressed like that, he also had a palace. Have you seen someone so rich? There are two palaces, one for the king and one for him. That's what this man was like. He was a very, very, very rich man. How many of us would like to be rich like that? Now the Bible says that he fed... You know when you say, how are you faring? What are you saying? Huh? When you say, how are you faring? What does it mean? Huh? Huh? Your welfare. How you live daily, yes? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, the Bible says, he lives sumptuously every day. You know what it means to, to be sumptuous daily? You have lived sumptuously before. Sumptuously eh, is not buying... Tiago Benabal with a goosey and cow leg. That's not sumptuously. That's a nice meal. There's something beyond that. It's like, imagine this guy spending a quarter of a million on his lifestyle. Up to a million. A sumptuous life daily. So he was probably living in millions a day. Wow! He was living in millions every day. The Bible says he fed. His lifestyle was sumptuous. Alright? Every day. Such a rich guy. Such a very rich guy. I can imagine how people must have been very rich. In that same picture, in the next verse, we immediately see that there was another man, a certain beggar. He was the exact opposite of this very rich man. He was extremely poor. What that man was in prosperity, this guy was poverty. He was extremely poor. And he was not the one that took himself to the gates of this rich man. The Bible says, and he was taken there. I mean, they saw there was no hope. So they brought the beggar there. 
at least sit down at his gate. And the, 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 the very beggarly man was called Lazarus. Now, I want you to understand, some of you have never seen souls before, and some of you have never really had souls before. What you've had is not necessarily a kind of soul. Have you ever stayed with an old person who has bad souls? Have you ever seen someone like that? It's very bad. Hmm? You've seen a patient. Have you seen a patient with bad souls? Just bad souls. Only bad souls. You've seen? Hey, have you seen the agony? The person, I don't know. I don't know. Did you, did you see? The agony. Eh? The agony. And the Bible says that he had sores all over his body. From his head to his toe. He was in a living hell. While he was there. He was in pain. My grandpa, before he died last year, had bed sores. You would have to turn him. He was 96. You would have to turn him. He would sleep on his side because he was too old to turn himself. One day he was eating bread. And as he put the bread in his mouth, three of his teeth fell with the bread. That's how weak he was. That's how weak he was. On the day he was going to die, he told his granddaughter, we were all together, we went on a family vacation last year. We were all together with grandpa, he was on a wheelchair, he could not recognize anyone again. He was always talking what nobody could understand. There. Only a few names he could remember. The thing he could remember about me was when I was in secondary school. He always asked me, I secondary school. Nothing wrong. Bed sores all over his body. And this is a man who has children all over the world. Grandchildren scattered everywhere, doing well. Bed sores all over his back. So he has to be on his side. Now, being on his side, static sores on my grandfather's side also. So at midnight, my grandfather will begin to cry. The whole house will be tormented. Oh! Oh, and he'll start speaking Igbo. He'll start speaking Igbo. He'll say, I want to go. I'm tired of this pain. I want, yeah, he always says, I'm tired of this pain. Just sores. I'm tired of this pain. I want to go. It's enough. Just sores from lying on a bed. You know, some of you, you enjoy lying on a bed. A time is going to come, you're not going to want it again. You shouldn't, you shouldn't enjoy staying on a bed. The time is going to come. You're not going to like the bed. Your best place is the bed, huh? One day, you'll be put on the side like this. You'll be put on the side like this. Because you don't even believe the word of God. So it's going to simply really happen. You're not, you're not even devoted to God. How is, he going to, how is the Bible going to protect your health? How? You don't really believe the Bible. If not, you won't be... A, you, you're not devoted to God. You're not a devoted Christian. Many of you, you're not really devoted. Come to church, we have to beg you. Wake up early, we have to beg you. Take a bath and come, we have to call you. Oh, expect bed sores. And it's not a curse. It's natural. It becomes supernatural when there's nothing like that. Do you understand me? It becomes supernatural when there's not. There's no amount of foam that will stop your body from bed sores when you're old. No, and as an old person, you can't sleep on the ground. You will just die. You will die from arthritis. All of your joints will lock up. You won't get up. If they try to help you up, something will break. So you'll be on the bed. 
It's why we're trying to tell you as young people, get acquainted with your maker now. Be very close with God. There is too much advantage to being with God in the days of your youth. There's too much advantage. There's no disadvantage. But somehow we seem to take God lightly, isn't it? So I just want you to understand the kind of pain that Lazarus was going through. The intensity and severity of his situation. Two men. The same city. The same gate. One lived on one side. Another one lived on the other side. One gate toward the streets. One gate toward the palace. The same gate. But the amazing thing about this story is this. The amazing thing about this story is this. Is that of all the parables Jesus told, this was not a parable. This was something that really happened. It must have happened while he was in heaven. And he was telling of an event that they witnessed in heaven. Because there is no parable where a person's name was mentioned in the Bible. There is no parable where a person's name was mentioned in the Bible. It's always a certain man, a certain rich man, a certain this, a certain that. But in this case, this certain beggar's name was mentioned as Lazarus. It was a real thing that happened that Jesus witnessed in the Spirit. He was there. So, one of the first things that I want you to know is this. Things are being witnessed in heaven. Write it down. And the Bible mentions the very condition of both the very wealthy man and the very beggarly man. It means your exact condition is being witnessed. God knows what's going on. He knows your pain. He knows your prosperity. He knows your joy. He knows which side of the gate you're staying on. God knows everything and it's being witnessed and it's being talked about. God knows everything. It's being witnessed and it's being talked about. Alright? The 21st verse says something. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Make sure you're reading your Bible, please. You don't look at me when I am preaching. When I quote the Bible, read with me. You are not here for me, yeah? Who am I that you should be here for me? He desired to eat the crumbs. So poor that what you want is leftovers. Be so poor that all you want is leftovers. It means that this guy was really so rich that he could probably take two bites of chicken and throw it away. To want to eat someone's leftovers, it must be really nice leftover. Do you understand that? They must be really, really nice. How many of you have seen really nice leftovers before? Yeah. How many of you have actually eaten a really nice leftover? Don't lie. Why are you all pretending? It's not good though. We've eaten really nice leftovers. I mean, I've been... You, you have, yeah? You want to say something? You have, yeah? Yes. I've eaten really nice leftovers though. Oh... There are some meetings I like to go to, and then I like to coordinate the kitchen staff. You say, separate this one. See that chicken, put it this way. Be putting it inside this bowl. Any fish that comes, drop it here. Some people take two bites. 
three bites. I mean, nice leftovers. You go home with a bucket of chicken. Sit down. And somebody say, what happened? All of them have one, one bite. See, it's just, they tested this for us. <laughs> they tested the food for us. This, this is the real deal. That's how this rich man was. He was so rich, he could afford to waste food. So rich. So rich. And this is what, this, 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 this is what it is. So rich. This is what we all want. I want to be so rich, I can afford to waste food. He was so rich. He could afford to waste food. And this poor man was so poor. He couldn't afford the wasted food. He could only hope for it. Imagine what the prayer of Lazarus would have been when he was praying. God, please. Just let this man give me his thrown away chicken. Let me eat his leftover rice. Please let him send the soup over to me outside. Terrible. It was a very, very despicable situation. And now, the sores, the sores, were so painful that he actually felt pleasure when dogs licked it. That means it was a smelling sore. Because dogs usually get attracted to those kind of smells. They like to lick it. There's a tangy feeling it has when dogs lick it. So the man's sores were smelling smelling and dogs would go there and start licking him from head to toe he didn't have a shower other than dog dog licks he was too much in pain to have a shower because they carried him and laid him there sores imagine him just licking his side of his face licking Legs, licking his buttocks, toes, sores everywhere. And there was a man who could afford to everything. He could throw away everything. He could eat everything in this world. The pain was so much. Are you there? Now, when dogs are licking open sores, not only is it going to please the skin, it's going to have a nice sensation. But it's going to pass bacteria. Because they'll carry one bacteria also. Apart from the bacteria in their mouth. They'll carry the bacteria from one part of the body. And distribute it evenly. So the dogs had become a vector of disease also for his body. They were passing bacteria. So he was randomly degenerating. Or I shouldn't say randomly. Quickly. Yeah. Speedily degenerating. Until one day. In the 23rd, 22nd verse, read with me. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. It's amazing. One gate, two different sides of the streets. They died the same day. You see why Jesus tells the story? Because when they were in heaven, it was a very funny coincidence. It was a very funny coincidence. They were watching this thing from heaven. Jesus was, 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 they were discussing it. He was discussing with the Father, the Holy Spirit, and some angels and the 24 elders. It was a very funny coincidence. So he comes to the world and he starts telling this story of something real that has really and accurately happened. You feel something that has really, really happened. And then he's explaining. 
He said, this man died. He died, right? And he was buried. Now, one time my, my, my father was going for a meeting somewhere. And while he was going for the meeting in this certain place, he noticed that some men were burying dead people. And they were just carrying them from the back of a pickup truck and throwing them, just carrying them and throwing them. So he was very inquisitive. What was happening? So he went there and he asked. He said, they said, oh, we're from the nearby federal hospital. And these are unclaimed dead bodies. Nobody came to pick them up. Most of these people were um, prostitutes, street people, boys. You understand? People that died, they took them to the mortuary. Nobody came after certain days. You could see them. They were stacked up in one ground. One on top of each other, heap upon heap. Just thrown on each other. And they were poured there. That is how poor people are buried. That's how poor people are buried. That's how nobodies are buried. When no one knows his name. When no one knows her name. Who is going to give you a great burial? Your body will die there. Be unclaimed. Then they will just carry you and throw you somewhere. That's how Lazarus was thrown away. Nobody knew him. Nobody cared. Yeah? Nobody knew him. Nobody cared. So the day he died, I'm sure the man, the man would, have, would have said, or one of the managers of the man's house would have said, look at this guy. Let him not smell in front of our compound. He's finally dead, huh? Take him away. Go and throw him. Throw him away somewhere. And they will go to some place in a bush. Open the ground. Dig one or two feet. Throw the guy there. And just cover the ground. I say, what a wasted life. What a nobody. He died. At the same time, this man, I need, um, this man, come. Come and be the rich man. I need to all the ladies here are beautiful, but I come. Come. Quickly, please. Um, are you wearing heels? Uh, okay, come. You can still survive it. Ah, uh, beautiful heels. Um, okay. Everybody is wearing heels these days, huh? Okay, can you survive the heels? Come. Okay, now, the two of you. Okay. So, okay, no, no, no. Let me be the rich man. Alright. You stand by my side. You stand by my side. You know, make sure you can act. Dramatize something with me. So this is the rich man. He was so rich, he had their friends. <laughs> you know, now dance. We're having a party. Dance, dance, dance. Yes, he was great. He was flexing. <laughs> Come on, do something. Hey. Oh. <laughs> and he was laughing. Now, while he was laughing... While he was laughing, something happened. While he was laughing, ah, my heart. Hey. Oh, now they are wondering what's happening. What's, come on, wonder now. What's happening? Ah, he died alright come and be the rich man come come 
No, the rich man. Lie down here. Can you lie down? Yes, please. <laughs> Face up. Yeah. And he was dead, lying in state. And when he died, his spirit came out of him. Come. Now this is his spirit. Coming out of him. And uh, you come. Please watch the fan. And then as he stood up, there were two demons. Two demons. And they came and held him. Hold me. They held him. Lifted him up. And he was, hey! ah! 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 He was looking back. What's happening? And he was taken somewhere. Thank you. Sit down. Rich man, you can go. Alright? Now there was a poor man. The poor man. When he died. Very unceremonious. Now let me tell you. This rich man. Can you imagine how his burial would have been? His burial would have been something. Yeah. His, his, his burial would have been something. They would have... I was reading the history of Joseph. When Jacob died in in Egypt. What a burial. I was reading the history of it. I couldn't believe my ears. The chariots of Pharaoh was what carried Jacob. All the princes of Egypt were in front of his burial, in front of his, his casket, crying. A great king, mighty among us, has died. Pharaoh himself put his crown on Jacob's head. And they were taking him. And the sons of Jacob... No, he was not on, 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 on the chariot. The chariot was going ahead. Then before Jacob died, guess what Jacob said? Jacob called his sons and he said, Agree with me this day that when I die, no man shall take my body except my own sons. He said, All of you, hold, stand at its end and hold my body side by side and march. And they carried his body. And Pharaoh gave out a law and said, Any man that does not come out to, to, to mourn over the death of Jacob shall die today. The whole of Egypt came out to mourn. And they trekked for seven days to go and bury Jacob. Somewhere in another place where his, fa- his grandfather Abraham and his father Isaac were buried. Seven days journey. They all walked wailing. And all the other kings, when they heard of it, came with all the other princes and sat down and cried for seven extra days. Hey! What a man! That is how, just, 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 uh, just to give you a sneak peek or a sneak preview of how rich men were buried in those days. I can imagine that these people would have cried for that rich man for seven months. When Abraham died, I read in the history that Abraham was mourned for seven years. Every day for seven years, people cried. Seven years of mourning. What a, what a man. I mean, how long do you think someone will mourn you if you died now? <laughs> Alright, so, um, <laughs> even if you were in a relationship, two weeks... Two weeks is over. 
He was a nice guy. It's been a long time without you, my friends. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. That's all. After play your video. Bye-bye. I mean, look at, look at what's the name. Is it Need for Speed? Fast, fast and Furious. The movie goes on. It didn't stop. It didn't stop. But this rich man was buried with a grand style of burial. And unbelievable people, people everywhere. People everywhere came when this poor man died. Come and be the poor man. No, 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 no. You come and be the poor man. Quickly, please. Kindly. Yeah. Please lie down here. You see, you're so conscious of your hair. Then keep your hands straight. Straight, straight, straighten your leg. Die, what are you doing? Why are you smiling? Well, soon, somebody gets me water. This boy is, is not ready to die. <laughs> now, 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 wait, this is a very serious thing. When he died... His spirit rose out of his body. And behold, two angels came and took him away. They took him away. Thank you, my dead brother. You can go. May you live in Jesus' name. Alright. Praise God. And they took his body away. They took his spirit away. Okay? So the first thing that that tells us is this. Death is not the end. Death is not the end. Write it down. Death is not the end. Death is actually a new beginning. Death is not the end. Death is a new beginning. Death is not the end. In the 22nd verse. Have you seen the 22nd verse? Chapter 16, verse 22, yeah? And came to pass, the beggar died and was carried by the angels. A beggar, a man with sores. Now he was dead. And he was carried by the angels. And the rich man died also and was buried. But he didn't say that angels or demons carried him. But we know that demons carried him. How do we know in the next verse? And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. So heaven and hell are real. Heaven and hell is real. These are real places. There is a real spiritual geographical location. And there is another body. This is the other thing you should write. There is another body inside your body. There is another body inside your body. It's also real. It feels things. Experiences things. Tastes things. Sees things. The Bible says he was in hell and he lifted up his eyes. So the body inside your body has eyes. That means it has senses. It has real senses. That, is, that body in your body is what you call... Either in the, your, your, your inward man, the hidden man of the heart, your spirit. 
Yeah. Some people call it consciousness. Whatever you call it, there is a you in you. And that you has senses. It feels things. And it can see too. Now, so we notice in the 23rd verse, he lifted up in his eyes, being in torments. Now, another thing. That body inside of you feels pain. Being in torments. So that body felt pain too. Do you notice it? The body felt pain. So this body can feel pain. This physical body. And that other body can also feel pain. Being in torments. And see it, Abraham, are far off. Not only does that body have eyes, it has good eyes. It's not hampered by long-sightedness or short-sightedness. It's clearly seen. Clearly seen. Very clear. It's good. So your spirit, the Bible says there is a spirit in man. There is a spirit in man. So you have a spirit. Alright? Your soul is the connection between your body and your spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 says there is also a spiritual body and a physical body. But the physical is first. Why is the physical first? Because it's the first one we can see. It's the thing we relate to it first. Has someone ever shook your spirit before? So say, I want to shake your spirit. This was a spirit to spirit handshake. I mean. You understand that? Yeah. Has someone, have you ever gone to have a shower? Have you ever given your spirit a shower before? Your spirit has never had a shower. Doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. The reason why there is so much death here with this physical body is because things are degenerating. But there is a place where there is no such thing and there is no such need. You don't need a shower. You don't need a bath. Your body can feel pain. That body can also feel pain. That body can also see things and it can see afar off. The other thing you, you, you observe is this. That man also recognized Abraham. So your spirit has a memory. Write it down. That is in the book of, that is in verse 23. And see it, Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. So your spirit has a memory. It remembers things. It remembers things. Every life you're living right now, your spirit is partaking in it. Your spirit is remembering it. Your spirit is remembering it. Your spirit is partaking of it. Your spirit is enjoying it. Your spirit is participating. Your spirit is part of it. Everything, everything, whether it is of God or it is of, of the devil... What I dis- whatever it is, whatever your dreams are, your spirit is a part of it. Your spirit is not doing anything different from what you're doing. Your spirit is the means by which your, the socket of your physical eyes can see. Your eyes are actually a window for your spirit. Your skin is actually a window for your spirit's body. It's experiencing everything. But you see, when Lazarus came out of the sword body. The body that rose out of that body did not have sores. 
Are you sleeping? Okay. The body that rose out of that body did not have sores. It didn't have sores. Because it doesn't see corruption. That body doesn't see corruption. That body is the one that is purely made after God. Purely. The Bible calls God the father of all spirits. That's the one fathered by God. The one that came directly from God. That's the chassis that is like God. That spirit. And everything you are doing, it's participating in it. It's growing in it. It's learning it and it's knowing it. It was created to serve God. But you can use it for anything else. That's why today we have people who live for the sciences. And people who live for the arts. And people who live for women. And people who live for men. And people who live for themselves. And people who also live for God. The 24th verse. And he cried and said. So that body experiences emotions. Write it down. That body has emotions. That body has emotions. It feels things emotionally. Also, the Bible says he said that body also talks. That body also talks. Isn't it amazing that there is a you in you with everything you have now? With everything you have now, that thing inside you is there. It's living. It's living. It's a thing that starts a new journey when you are done with this one. But this journey is the capsule that launches it to whatever it will experience permanently. And he said to Abraham, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. Something else I want you to notice. From that verse. That he could also remember. Someone he saw on earth. We would recognize people. After this time. We would recognize people. Have you lost a loved one? Have you lost someone? Have you lost a friend? Have you lost a mother? Have you lost a father? Have you lost an uncle? A sister? Someone you liked? Even someone you didn't like, you will remember them. And they will remember you. They will know your name. And you will know their names. But observe something. He still thought he was on earth. He said, send Lazarus. He still saw Lazarus as a, as a beggar. So that spirit has a memory lapse. It, he, he actually didn't, you see, he hadn't known how long he had even died. That's why he still thought Lazarus was still a, a slave, a beggar. So that spirit has a memory lapse. It can remember the very last events before it died. It has a memory lapse. 
what it knows that happened last is the last thing it remembers. So it keeps thinking like that. That spirit. That spirit on the inside of you. That spirit on the inside of you. It knows a lot of these things. Today I'm helping you see the human spirit. I'm helping you see what life is like after this body. I once experienced that. I've experienced that twice. The first time I, my, I saw myself come out of me. 2010. Students' paradise at Kosodin. My room had caught on fire. And had burned. And I was there on my bed lying down. And I died. In my sleep. And I saw my body on the bed. Lying down. And I was standing outside my bed. And suddenly I began to float upward. There was no one taking me. My body was just going upward. Well, thank God. Thank God because I was gravitating upward. It's an elevator. It goes up or down. But I was going upward. I was going upward. Thank God. Thank God I was going upward. And while I was going upward, I had gone mid-section between my room and the room that was on top of me. But I didn't see the room of the person. I was just going. I kept looking at only me. But the concrete wall between the room and my room was not there. I was just seeing myself. My room was thick black, but I was seeing myself through the smoke. Going. I was going. I was going. And I heard a voice say, You cannot come now. It is not your time. And a force from above pushed me back into my body. So it's real. I said it's real. I said it's real. Well, praise the Lord. It is real. The second time I was experimenting with the word of God. And I was trying out something. And I slowly degenerated into death. And these two people came to help me. And I was going. He held me in his hands. He was so afraid. didn't know what to do. Then he was even quarreling with me. But at that point... Nothing meant much, right? You see, death has a way of changing things. Our priorities change. The people you don't want to talk to, suddenly you want to say one last word. Suddenly you want to have the chance to just, at least it would have been better if I screamed at this person. It would have been better if I just told you what was on my heart. Yeah. Nothing compares. That's why today, Many of you have to learn the way of peace if you feel sleepy. Stand. If you feel sleepy. You don't feel sleepy? You do? Again, come stand here. Here. I want you to stand here, please. You look very nice, by the way. I didn't see your shoes. <laughs> look at those brogues. No one remembers me for shoes, huh? No one buys me shoes, eh? Everybody comes with fancy shoes. Now I'm saying. And I, w- and I stood out again. Out of my body. The second time. And I saw him holding my body. And looking at me. And didn't know what to do. He, he didn't even know what to pray. How can you pray for your man of God. Who has raised the dead. What do you know to say. If he's dying. How do you stop it. How do you cry. 
How do you say come back? And I was standing in front of my body. And there was a, a woman and a man standing beside me. Both wearing white. And then I recognized that angels can have a female appearance. They don't always have to be male. But they are not female. They look female. Because they don't have sexes. I looked at my body. And I didn't have a penis. So spirits don't have. That's why there will be no sex. That's why there will be no marriage in heaven. Because there is no gender. You don't have private parts in heaven. Otherwise we will be wee-weeing and poo-pooing. But there is no poo-poo or wee-wee in heaven. You see that? So there's a difference in just some aspects between your spirit body and your physical body. And these two people, these two people standing by me said, Well now you have understood the power of death. You have also understood how to die. He said, But this is the last warning. The Lord said to tell you that you shouldn't leave your body again on account of death. Otherwise you're coming home. Don't check out twice. You're coming home the third time. I said, I understand. And they ran to go get a um, um, keke to come pick me and take me to UBTH. But by the time they came back, I was awoken and back in my right senses. They were shocked. I had just died a second time. But then there is a second death too, isn't there? A second death too. It's called hell. And it's a real place. And there is heaven. And it's a real place. And this man was begging. But he was still thinking with pride. So you can be proud in hell. That your spirit can be proud. It can feel pride. It can be proud. He was a proud man. But look at something else. I want you to see all the, the collection of emotions present. Look at the collection of emotions present in 24. And he said, have mercy on me. Now he was the one begging. The tables had turned. The same gate. Different sides of the gate. The tables had turned. The same gate. Different sides of the gate. But the tables had turned. The rich man was now begging. And Lazarus was standing by Abraham. The rich man was now begging. And he said, please, send him. That he would dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. So you can be testy in that place. The spirit can be testy. It means that when we all get to either heaven or hell, we would eat and drink. I can't wait for heaven's water. I can't wait for heaven's water. Ace. When I get there, I just dip my head in the water and drink for three days. Quench a test that was never there even. I will quench and quench and quench. The air available in heaven must be something. How do you imagine the fruits? Look, all these things were made after a type of heaven. All the fruits on earth are in heaven. All the fruits on earth are in heaven. The difference is that. 
They don't ripen according to the certain season that is on earth. There is always ripe fruit. And they don't get spoiled. If you don't eat them, they remain fresh and ripe. And they don't fall to the ground. They are hanging on the tree. When you touch them and eat them, they are fresh. They can be fresh for a million years. Because there is no death in heaven. Nothing dies. You see, when a tree falls from a... When a, when a, when a fruit falls from a tree, it's ready to die. They don't fall. You pluck them. And you eat them. Oh, I can't wait for that apple. Can you wait for the purple of heaven? How would it taste? How many of you have, how many of you have tasted some real sweet purple in life? How many of you have tasted some purple that are just so purple-ish? <laughs> it's the best way to say it. I mean, when you sink your teeth into the purple, you know you have eaten purple. Yeah. It's true. The first time I actually tasted American sweet orange. I knew there was orange and there was orange. The orange was big. And actually had the, sh- had the color called orange. Our own is green. But we call it orange. We should call it green. <laughs> or yellow. Why orange? This was real orange. The name, I'm sure the day that somebody named it orange, it was actually an orange fruit. In color, it was orange. Like Adidas' shirt. That's what it looked like. And when I ate this thing, oh, I said I have never eaten orange since I was born. I have been eating green. And or yellow. Yeah, that's what I said. I said I've never eaten orange since I was born. I've been eating greens and yellows. This was orange. And it was so juicy. And guess what? There was no seed inside. Only very few seeds. And they were big. When you take them out, you're just eating pure flesh. Fat. Hey. You don't suck it. You eat it. If you suck it, you've wasted the fruit. Because it's too, it's too edible to suck. So you peel it open. And you eat it one by one. So sweet, my friends. But it's nothing compared to the fruit of heaven. It's nothing. It's nothing, my friends. I tell you, it's nothing. So this man was thirsty. So it means that, the, that there will be, you have a digestive system. Your spirit has a digestive system. It drinks. It can test. This man had been testing for God knows how long. In hell. Tormented. He was feeling the pain every day. He was feeling the pain every night. But look what Abraham said. Son, remember. Write this down. Your spirit can also draw back memory. It can remember what happened on earth. Your spirit can also draw back memory. It can remember what happened on earth. Wow. Oh well. Are you okay now? Sit down here. It can remember what happened on earth. Remember. Son, remember. Son, remember. That thou in thy lifetime receivest the good things. So even Abraham was seeing this man's life. So the saints can watch us in heaven. 
The saints can watch us in heaven. They can watch us in heaven. The curtains of heaven can be drawn and they can look at us like a video. And watch what's happening with us. I believe that the saints are watching this meeting. Abraham was watching the man. From his bosom. Peter is watching us from somewhere. Smith Wigglesworth is watching us from somewhere. And I can imagine that boy, that man smiling, say, that boy, that boy. But he doesn't want to make the mistake in heaven of shouting hallelujah. Because if you shout hallelujah in heaven, it's not going to end. It's just going to be hallelujah. Yeah. If God allows us to feel what heaven is like, and I just say hallelujah, it won't end. We're just going to keep feeling like saying the hallelujah. 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 Don't scream, don't scream. Hallelujah. 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 See why it's called a heavenly language? Because even though it's in the Hebrew, in heaven it exists. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah is enough. It should be one of your favorite languages. Because on earth it will be said, in heaven it is said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heaven, the saints can watch us. The saints can see us. I like this song. You know, it, it's still a very nice song to me, and it's not—it's not like a condemnation kind of song. I thought you said you were okay. Oh well, you're not okay. Stand here. <laughs> I mean, if you remember that song, Oh, when the saints... No, 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 no. When I say, Oh, when the saints, you say, Oh, when the saints. When I say, Go marching in, you say, Go marching in. Then we all sing together. Oh, when the saints go... Now, listen, please. Don't sing loud. We're in a residential area. And this is camp-style meeting. Otherwise, we'll be in our own church service with keyboards. You understand? So please understand. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Lord, I want to be in the number when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, Lord, I want to be there when the saints go marching in. One more time. Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in, yeah, I want to be in the number when the saints go marching in. It's so sweet. We should do it one more time. When the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Lord, I want to be number when the saints go marching in. Wow. <laughs> when the 
the saints go marching in, Lord, I want to be in the number. Lord, I want to be there. I want to march in. March in with a gallant, triumphant entry of Peter and Paul and A.B. Simpson and Pastor Chris and David Oyedepo. Marching in with them. With E.E. Adeboye. Marching in together with them. With General William Booth. Marching in together with them. With Apostle Babalola. Marching in together. With that Bishop Benson Idahusa. Marching in together. With Mary Slessor. Marching in together. With Hudson Taylor. Marching in together. With Catherine Kuhlman. Marching in together. With Benny Heen. Hey, side by side, there would be no rank again. We'll all be walking in together like this. And we'll shake each other and he will say good job and I'll say good job too. Hey, hey. When the saints go marching in, I'm going to be there. Remember that in thy days, in thy lifetime, in thy lifetime, he said, thou receivest the good things, and likewise Lazarus, evil things. So while people are alive, they can receive good things or evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. The tables turned. Huh? The tables can turn. Jesus said in the book of Matthew, I believe, chapter 8. It says, for a man's life doesn't consist in the abundance of things he has. All the money you're living for, you may be comforted in your lifetime and be tormented after now. Stop living for money. God will bless you. That is definite. But surely you would know that it's going to lead you the wrong way if you live for money. Some of you are already being led astray because you're living for money. You don't even understand the blessing of God. It's why you don't believe in Christian things like tithes and offerings. Because you don't know that there is a life now and there is a life that is coming. In your lifetime, you had good things. Maybe some of you here in your lifetime, you have good things. Some of you in your lifetime, you're going to have very great cars. And there might be somebody here. I don't think there's anybody here who's not going to have a car. You can't follow me, I'm poor. No, because I'm full of Jesus. And Jesus was poor by choice. I will not be poor by choice. I need a lot of money to do the work of God, you see. How can I be broke? Don't mind this camouflage, you see. We are not broke, oh. Uh, probably my shoe can pay your school fees. Looks like a joke. Looks like a joke. Don't mind what you see. You might have seen a madman wearing this shirt. It's not the same price. You might even have what looks like it. It's not the same price. But this is not the matter. We have seen something coming. So we don't care anymore. We are living for another thing. Because in this life, it is very easy to have good things. And be tormented after now. The tables can turn in this life. People with evil things can have good things. 
people with good things can have evil things. But in that place after now, there are no turning of tables again. You will be with the same thing for the rest of your life. Torment, torment. Good things, comfort, comfort. I would rather be tormented here and comforted there than be comforted here and tormented there. Because my spirit will remember the joys I had that it will never have again. It will be testy but live perpetually hungry. You see, because the spirit doesn't die and in hell there's no food. That's why when somebody is going through so much hunger, you say a person is going through a living hell. In hell there's no food. You'll just be perpetually hungry. Can you imagine being hungry forever? You're just hungry. Just hungry. You, you, you eat yourself. You can't be full. You will eat your... You will bite your finger. But you can't be full. You will chew your own tongue. It's not cut off. The Bible says so. In the book of Revelation. They will harm themselves. And they will be healed. You have to live with it. You take out your own eyes. It will come back. You cut your throat. It will sew itself. You can't escape it. In the same way, you can't escape heaven. You can't cut your throat in heaven. It will come back. You can't choke on a piece of chicken. For your information, I think there is chicken in heaven. Maybe there is, maybe there is not. But I have to eat one of these things there. I can imagine the laps made by angels. It's not us that will cook it. Because the Bible says it makes his angels ministering spirits. The word ministering spirits is servant spirits. Woo-wee! What does a cook angel cook like? Because angel has several divisions. I want you to know that, he- that heaven is a planet. Heaven is not a city alone. Heaven is a planet. Otherwise it cannot take a planet of people in it. Heaven is not actually a planet. It's a universe. On its own. That's why the whole world can go in. That's why there's a place for you. That's why there's a place for you, my friend. That's why there's a place for you, my sister. That's why there's a place for you, my brother. Because heaven is a universe. It can contain all the stars of this world. Death is not the end. The other thing I want you to know is this. All dead people are still alive. Look what Abraham said in the 26th verse. And beside all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to, to you cannot, neither can they pass to us, and they would come from thence. That they would come from thence. What does it mean? You can't get a visa lottery into heaven. There is no road there anymore after here. That's why Jesus said, I am the only way. The only way by which man would get saved is through Jesus. There is no other road. There is no fence to climb. You can't fly fence into heaven. You can't cross borders. There is a great gulf. You can't fly fence. There is a great gulf. Look at the 27th verse. Then he said, Is this blessing you? Are you seeing about 
realities of the spirit world? Many of you don't know. See how rich the words of Jesus are. This is Bible basics. You have to know about heaven or hell. You have to know. You have to know. You can't know only heaven. You have to know what Jesus talks about. We can't live like there's nothing after here. Because chances are that I want... Look, I can't, I can't risk it that I'll see you next year. I can't risk thinking I'll see you next year. Because I've lost too many friends like that already. I can't. I can't assume that we'll all get old together. I can't. I can't assume it. I lost my best friend in primary three. Primary four, I lost another best friend. Just one, I lost a best friend. All the people very close to me died. They all died. For nothing. Doing nothing. One died to accident. She was shattered to pieces. It may not be your fault. You may say it's not my portion. But Jesus will say something to you. To live is Christ and to die is gain. To live is Christ and to die is gain. That's just the truth. Not all of us might get old together. Some will be older. Some will live younger. That's just the truth. I cannot assume that we'll all get old. Because we don't all believe the same Bible together. Look at even what I'm preaching. We don't all believe this. We don't all believe this. How can we have faith? The same measure of faith then. Because if I believe in, in immortality, you don't believe it. If I believe that one can live a very long life, you don't believe it too. You don't believe a long life by thinking you're going to live a long life. You believe a long life by living by the Bible. You, be, you live a long life by believing in the covenant. That's how you live a long life. That is it. You live in the covenant. Other than that, life is generally shorter now in the world. Isn't it true? It's generally shorter. 70 is the best that most people can live these days. It is now rare to see someone in their 90s. It's not a gift of long life. And yet, hear God saying, with long life will I satisfy you. But he continued and he said, I will show you my salvation. Who is Jesus? Our salvation. Savior of the world. He said, I will satisfy you with long life and show you Jesus. It means something. Jesus leads to long life. And long life leads to Jesus. And you're not close to Him. You're not living for Him. So I can't assume there's nothing that says you're going to live a long life if you're not living for Jesus. Nothing. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'll cry if I hear you die tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll just cry. I'll cry a lot. I won't even pray to raise you from the dead. Because there's nothing, Nigeria is not a place for you to come back to. Just go. Go to heaven. I, I think so. Go to heaven. Who would go to the gates of heaven and hear me calling them back? Who would go to the pearly gates and say, I'm too young. I want to come back and live in Nigeria. In this world... Oh, you don't know. You're not, reading, you're not reading your Bible. That's why you don't know. Nobody who has ever been to the gates of heaven has ever wanted a way back. Not even Jesus. Jesus didn't want to come back. 
And I can assure you, it was a lot of sacrifice for Jesus to come here. He must have pleaded with God a lot. He must have said, I don't want to go. You know what it means to be in a place where there is no possibility to think of sin? Everybody is nice. Everybody is friendly. There is no sunlight, but there is light enough for you to sleep. You can rest, but you're not tired. It's not tiredness that makes you rest. It is just rest that makes you rest. There is always joy in that city. You can walk beside a lion and sit with the other and put your hand into the holes of snakes. Hey! The food from that place, the wine in that place, it, it intoxicates with the joy of the Lord. The wine of heaven brings joy. It's what the Bible teaches us. Joy of the Lord. We're always talking about happy hour. Hey, happy hour. I can't wait. Okay, I can wait a little. Because I have to be here for you. I have to turn you into great people for God. Yes. I have to turn you into mighty men. Great, great, great people. Who would live a life for Jesus. I want to see that day. I can't leave you here. I want to see that day. I want to see what you'll be. If you follow what I'm teaching you. If you follow me to Jesus. This is the Lazarus phenomenon. Look in the 27th verse. Then he said. Are you okay now? Are you sure? Oh, okay. Take it. Go and wash your face. Don't finish it. Verse 27. Are you enjoying this? Blessings. Are you enjoying what you're learning? Then I did not some wise your hand on your job. If you're enjoying it. Uh-huh. That's how it looks. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a sorrowful look. I'm just saying it looks like, a, like I'm being boring. Am I being boring? How many of you are feeling a kind of conviction on the inside of you? Yeah, it's the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can bring conviction. We can't. Look on the 27th verse. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I, for I have five brothers, five brethren, that they may testify unto them, lest they also come and join me in this place of torment. So it was a wealthy family. It was a wealthy family. It meant that in, that in the life also that he just left behind, they also were having their good things. And the tables were about to turn. You know what that means? All dead people are still alive. That rich man is still alive today. And Lazarus is still alive today. You know, from what I've been preaching, I've been preaching this sometimes about him. And I'm sure Jesus must have told him, you're popular, Someone has been talking about you. And you have to see him when he comes. So he must have already booked an appointment. We're going to meet when I get there. Whether in the flesh or in spirit, I'm going to get there. Amen. Amen. All dead people are still alive. Say that to your neighbor. All dead people are still alive. 
they are living, they are well, they are okay. The only thing is this. There is a great gulf between you and them. It's called the spirit realm. You can't see them. They are thinking of you, but they can't see you. Where they are, they are thinking of you, but they cannot see you. And all dead people in hell have the same request of Lazarus. See, there's a kind of thing you suffer, you don't want other people to suffer it. You don't. You don't. If you've been through a certain kind of hunger, you can't tell somebody, I want you to go through it, then you understand life. You can't say, I want my child to experience it. How many of you want your child to experience what you've experienced in this country? I don't know. If you do, you're a very evil person. There is a depth of wickedness existing in your soul. You know, there are some people who say, I will allow my child to suffer. Let him understand life. Such an evil lifestyle. But I know you. I know you. You, you Don't spoil your children. Eh? Don't spoil them. There's a difference between spoiling them and teaching them rightly. Isn't it true? Don't spoil your kids. Don't spoil them. So all dead people are still alive. Lazarus is still there. Abraham is still alive. There is no death after now. There is either eternal comfort or eternal torment. There is no death after now. There is either eternal comfort or eternal torment. No death. And the same wish of this rich man is what all dead people in hell wish for you. That someone will be sent from heaven to come and preach to you. That's what they all want. He's, he didn't say send me. He didn't say send me, is it? What did he say? Send someone. Send Lazarus. It's not Lazarus, he said. Send again. He still saw Lazarus as a servant. Are you awake? Are you sure? Are you feeling sleepy? He still so. Are you here? Or have you gone home? Take a minute. Let's pray. Just take a minute. Let's pray to the Lord. Don't pray out so loud. Shut the door. Shut the door. It's time to shut the door now. Take a minute. Let's pray. Just talk to the Lord. I don't know what to tell you to pray about today. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea what to ask you to pray. Talk to him. Don't stop praying. How can you feel like stopping praying at this point? Don't stop praying. Talk to him, please. Shembele. Malangoro. Brengalesti. Shabangalade. You're supposed to leave that thing and pray, boy.
Shigalandi, put it on, leave it and pray. Shombon Ladagabo. Come on then. Erun Zakaledise. Put it on. Shibangaladi Grosti. Oh, Holy Spirit. 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 Help me now, Jesus. Talk to the Lord. Adore Him. Worship Him. Yes, worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Sabalabaye. Sembeledigeste. Shambalabayate. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. For I have five brethren. But here is the power. Here is what Abraham said to him in the 29th verse. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. So this is the thing that happened a very long time ago. Do you see that? It happened a very long time before Jesus came. So this was a rich man probably within era of people like Isaac and Jacob. Said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. The preaching of the gospel is God's mercy to you. The preaching of the gospel of your salvation is God's compassion to you. Is God's kindness to you. Is God's goodness to you. Is God's grace to you. Is God's faith in your direction. The preaching. Just, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Look why he said so. Look in the 31st verse. Why could he say that? It would have made more sense. But look what he said in the 30th verse. He said, nay. Verse 30. Are you there? Look at what he said. He didn't agree with Abraham. He said, nay, Father Abraham. But if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. 
That's what we're all looking for. When we try to get you to be, to be committed in church, we're trying to get you to be a committed Christian. Because you can't see the realities of the life after now. You don't believe us. You don't believe our gospel. You don't believe the gospel that is being preached. Because you can't see the life after now. It's logical to not believe. It's logical to not be committed to God. It's logical to not offer Him your heart. To be a true believer. To be one who lives by the Bible. To be one who lives by the Holy Spirit. It's not logical. So we have to beg you. We have to ask you. You would sleep at home on a Sunday. You would lie down. You, because the realities of this world have blinded your eyes. How can there be God? You don't say it like that, but that's how you live. Because if you truly honor God, you'll be a committed Christian. If you truly know what is waiting for you. You see, you're not committed to God. Don't you know you will die at any time? When you're not committed to God, you will die at any time. How can you protect yourself? Think about it. It's, it could be on the day that you finally get that visa. And your Boeing 747 is gone. You don't own your life. I just quoted the portion of scripture to you earlier. He said what? With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Long life and salvation walk hand in hand. Being close to Jesus. His salvation. Being close to Jesus. Oh, you know, it is very, very easy for some people to think that we are saying this for our sakes. It's very easy. Again, you will be blinded by the evil one. I'm not saying it for my sake. I have nothing to gain from you. What have you given me before? Why would I open the Bible only to make personal gain? From what? If I have you committed in my church, how's that going to help me? You don't know. You don't know the Bible. We are telling you now so you will not be surprised. So that when you start before the Bible, I told you. But today will be the day that you would have heard what it feels like to live and die. And the realities after that. You can say all you want to say. But you must know what I'm saying. The Lazarus phenomenon is real. They would not believe. They would not believe. But here's the miracle of preaching. Read the next verse. Read the next verse in the miracle of preaching. Everybody read it. If you can't hear us, you will not be persuaded even if someone rose from the dead. Think about it. I've even resurrection twice and you're you're not hearing me. How will you be persuaded? How else will you be persuaded?
I'm trying my best to convince you. Because Paul said, we, we, we try, we persuade men. We are trying to persuade you now. So that we will stand clear of your blood. We are trying to persuade you now to bring you to a place of divine commitment. What is your life? What is your life? What is your life? Only 5% in every graduating year do well in school. Do well in life after university. Just in case you don't know the statistic. In Africa, it's less than 5 most of the time. Between 3 to 2.1%. What is your life? Everybody who leaves the university has great dreams. What is your life? How can you not serve God in the day of your youth? What else? How else can you say thank you to God? You want to go? Hello? You want to go? How else can you say thank you to God? What is your life? Your life. Will you hide in your heart? Be persuaded now that Moses and the prophets are being read to you. Now that we are telling you everything. Now that we are telling you to, to surrender all to Jesus. To give all of yourself to all of him. So that all of him will come to all of you. The Bible says, what is man that thou visitest him? Why would Jesus leave heaven just for me and you? And now we're going to persuade you. To bring it to a place of commitment. To bring it to a place of joy. To enter into the rest of your master. To enter into the rest of God. For there remaineth a rest for the children of God. But he said, if you hear his voice today, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. Don't harden your heart like what I'm saying doesn't refer to you. What are you, old man? Who do you think you are that a revelation in the Bible doesn't appear, apply to you? Who are you? What do you know? Where have you been? It applies to you. 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 This is the reality of the life after now. I just told you how the human spirit is. The experiences of the life that is coming after now. But the thing is this, now that you are born again, if you are, I would give you the chance, if, if you're not even certain about your salvation, today you will get a chance. Today you will get a chance. You get a chance to come unto Jesus. You get a chance to truly be born again. Maybe you made a decision last time out of a certain pressure. You know, there are two ways you can be a Christian. By a message that feels really nice or a message that feels really scary. The third way is by a message that feels really true. This is not nice. This is not scary. This is true. Have I, ex have I put in anything more than what... I'm just reading it to you, right? Hello? Yes, am I not just reading it? Yes, Why are you not responding? Be careful. I'm just reading it to you and telling you and explaining what I'm reading to you. I'm not, I'm not adding to it. Have I added to it? I've not added to the Word of God. I've not added to the Bible. Your chance to come to a place of commitment. 
Today I'm not going to necessarily just call for salvation. I'm going to call you to a place of being a real strong committed Christian. A real strong committed member of Plefan. Part of the family. If you're a visitor here, maybe you make up your mind to be a real good committed part of your church. Because you're definitely not committed to be here if you're a visitor. Why did you come here on Sunday? We don't want people like you who are jumpers from church to church. You're not committed. <coughs> if you say you're a member of another church and you're here on Sunday, you're not committed. Since this is the end of the whole matter, to love the Lord thy God in the days of thy youth while there is strength to be found. What is all your wisdom for? What's all your academic learning for? What's all your schooling for? What's all this beautiful like booby and chest and, and the nice hairdo? I thought all these things you were supposed to do it because you want to be a soul winner. <clears throat> Why all the beauty? My two ladies. What are we doing with all the beauty? Why the ripped jeans? What are we doing with all the nice clothes? There is a life after now, yeah? All heads closed, all eyes closed, and all heads bowed. I want to sing a song and I'll teach you the song while your eyes are closed and your heads are bowed. Come unto Jesus. Give him your life today. Come unto Jesus. Let it. God bless you for listening to this anointed sermon of Chatonye today. We are excited and would love to hear from you. Kindly share your questions, prayer needs, and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you. No matter how brief, via our email address at playfan at gmail.com. That is P-L-E-F-A-N at gmail.com. Kindly subscribe and share so the name of Jesus can go far and wide through this ministry. And until next time, God bless you.